What's going down? It's Jack Freeman here. You're listening to the Jack of All Trades podcast once again. You're here in our underscores location overlooking the city. Got my man Ryan Rocket in the building. Um, and today, we don't have a guest. Again. I'm going to call you out. <laughs> Mr. Uh, so today we were supposed to have uh, my uh, good friend Stephen Jackson in the building, but um, last night was his birthday, and um, I went out, saw him on his birthday, and you know he told me he assured me that he'd be here, <laughs> and um, he um, probably went out and did more debaucherous things um, after I left, and um, he's probably still asleep right now. So. Uh, and for the record, it is 3.43 on a Saturday. It gets tougher so, when you get older, man. Uh, apparently so. <laughs> um, you know, who knows what time he got in, you know. Who knows? But, um, Stack, I just want you to know, this is all your fault. So, um, we're here. We're here. And uh, I wasn't planning on not having the guest today. I really would have liked to have, you know, I had some questions prepared for the guy. and We're going to have a good conversation hadn't seen him in a minute we were, you know we we're gonna chop it up and, and have a good time but um you know that's how it is uh and of course you know can't just get people to show up for me at the last minute in houston on a saturday people are doing their own thing so um you know shout out the stack appreciate you man <laughs> appreciate you thanks a lot you uh are on the wall of fame with uh with Scarface, mm. yeah, you're on the Wall of Fame of uh, of uh, friends of mine who uh, got flaky on me at the at the last <laughs> minute. Yeah, you go on that wall until you show up here. You'll stay on that wall. So, um, is there an applause button? You got an applause button? Uh, you can't you hear it, but I think I have some applause. All right, give, 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 give him the applause right there. Actually, I don't have one on deck. Oh, okay, we just right. do a little. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Um, so Ryan, how you doing, man? I'm all right, man. Um, of course, it's been a tough week for everybody who's invested in this hip hop and music thing. Period. Absolutely. Uh, with the Nipsey Hustle news, but besides that, man, personally, I've been doing okay. Uh, you know, good, good little work week going on. Got a little raise at the jobby job, so nice, yeah, nice, about nice, to hit nice. it up on my birthday. My birthday is about two weeks, so nice. Yeah, like that. yeah, talk. man. Um, you're definitely right about um the the earth kind of shifted a little bit. Um, probably a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, with the untimely passing of um Nipsey Hussle, uh. 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to have a, uh, <laughs> I have a bit of a Nipsey Hussle story. <laughs> okay. So, um, probably maybe six, seven years ago, um, I was in the studio on a Saturday with, uh, with Killer Callion and, um, he knew Nip, um, probably through the game somewhere, like the industry or whatever. And uh, Nip was in town. So he wanted Nip to come do a record with him at the studio. And he wanted to get me on the hook for it. So okay. I was like, okay. So I'm, and I'm there. 
And um, we called him. It was probably, I don't really remember specific times. I think we were supposed to be there at, supposed to be there at like 8.30. And we called him. He was like, yeah, 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 we, we finished eating, homie. We finished <laughs> eating. We had Pop It Out. It's like, okay. So I'm like, all right, he'll, he'll be here after he's done eating. So an hour and a half later, like, he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, because he said, we, all right, we on our way. <laughs> it was like 8.30. Like 10 rolls around, like, he's not there. So he gets, <laughs> he probably got there like 10, 15, okay. 10, 30, something like that. Finally shows up. And, um, nicest guy, man. His, his people were really cool. You know, a lot of times when you're dealing with, <clears throat> when you're dealing with rappers, the entourage, you can't really control a lot. Yeah. And some of them motherfuckers are rude. Mm-hmm. And some of them don't have any home training. And sometimes the rapper don't have no home training. Yes. But the guys that he was with, it was probably like three guys that he might have been with, like manager. I don't think his brother Sam was with him. I don't think he was there. Um, There's probably like a manager and a, you know, like an assistant or like a driver or something like that. It was like two, it was probably somewhere between two and four people with him Mm -hmm. that I can remember. And they were all just really cool guys. Um, there was nothing really um, um, off about him at all. Like he, obviously, he wasn't um, as polished of a person as is he probably was. You know, up until his passing. You know, uh, we were very. You know, Nipsey was very new to everyone around. Around that time. what year was this? It's probably like 2012, 2013. Okay. And I know. Um, I think the Crenshaw album came out. In 13. Yeah. Um, he had a, a mixtape, Bullets Ain't Got No Names, was like a year or two before that. So to the um, the general public, Nip was very new to us, but I knew who he was. I saw him on the freshman cover, all that kind of stuff. At that time is when he had his first deal. And um, so we were in there. We were in the studio. He's really cool guy, really nice guy. Um we run through a couple of beats. Finally, we all agree on one beat. Yeah. Um, I write the hook in like probably like five minutes. I go in there, lay the hook. Hook is dope. Kyle is writing his verse. And Nip is just kind of like sitting there, sitting there, chilling. And I was just kind of like looking at him a little bit. And I'm like, okay, is he, he going <laughs> to do anything? And um, I think his boy was said something to him. And he's like, all right, hey, um, we gotta go. I think he was hosting a, a party that night, like a club night. All right, we gotta go, we gotta go do this. Uh, we gotta go host this club tonight. Uh, we gotta go. So um, I'm gonna lay it tomorrow. It shit dope. I'm gonna lay it tomorrow. <laughs> and he never lays the verse. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never heard that song again. I don't even think Kyle ever laid his verse. Um, but um, that's what happens when you're in a studio with. We rappers sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes not much gets done. But Do you think he just wasn't feeling it or he actually meant to record it and just didn't get around to it? I hear that there were that Nip was very um particular about where he recorded. Yeah. And where he left vocals. I guess there was 
maybe an issue where he recorded at somebody's studio and an engineer or somebody like that either like leaked some vocals of his or mm-hmm. leaked some or used it for something that wasn't that wasn't supposed to be. And um I, I think that's what the situation was. Okay. Um I don't think it was that he wasn't feeling it necessarily. Um I, I'm not really sure. It was just a it was just a like a an odd like he really wasn't at the studio very long. He's probably yeah. at the studio maybe like thirty minutes, and um, you know, uh, but I'm I'm sure that that night he was asked to host a party, and I think that might have been there why he was there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was uh it was a weird it was a weird situation, but he didn't. He's like I'm gonna come back tomorrow and lay it. That's what it was, and yeah. he didn't come back. And um, I I think, you know. As an artist, I do understand like, like you got a certain kind of comfort level that you kind of want to have when you get ready to to um, record, and you know some some studios just aren't at your comfort level. Maybe you want everything to happen exactly the way that you wanted to. And so, what what kind of confirmed that for me was um, one of YG's mini posts this week was mm-hmm. about um, how they were working on, they started on an album, a joint album, like twice. And um, he was like, yeah, if you know Nip, he's weird about recording. And I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. like." And he was like, yeah, Nip, I think what it, he said that Nip likes to record in the morning, like at 10 a.m., 11 o'clock. Well, when we were there, it was like 10 p.m. So like, <laughs> if, if he's not trying to record at night, then you ain't gonna get him to do nothing. But um, yeah, man. Other than that, though, like, you know, my brief time with Nipsey Hussle, um, and then seeing him live do his thing, man. Like he's he he really was um, just at the bare minimum, a talented rapper, a talented artist. Yeah. Um, a, a dope, and but you, he did so much that you can't just leave him at rapper. You know what I mean? There's certain artists out there that, like, they're more than just rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you know, you got your Jay-Z's that he's more than a rapper. You got your, um, uh, your, to it. I mean, I, I know we don't all agree with much of the things that he's doing, but Kanye, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's more than a rapper. Um, whether it be, whether that more being something negative or positive or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, Trey, these people, Trey, another guy, just way more than a, than a rapper. Like these guys, um, giving back to the community and, and, um, and speaking up and, you know, um, really looking out for, um, for people that, that look like them. Yeah. And, um, for me, um, it really hurt my feelings, man. It it really did. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. I was I was out. I was having a, a decent day. How'd you find out the news? I was at fifty fifteen and they um and I just picked up my phone and it was scrolling Twitter mm. and um it was trending and I was like, What the hell's going on? And at the time he had just been shot. Yeah. And um and I looked over to my boy Mike and I said, Mike, man, I, they they shot Nip and he was like, Is he dead? I was like, I don't know. And um you know, then I told DJ Red Soda and, you know, I think people started kind of like 
you could start to see that people were starting to find out mm-hmm. and um maybe maybe 30 minutes later they came back and pronounced him dead and um it really 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 hurt my feelings man like to to see to hear that well you you get you know what i'm saying like you he owned that strip that yeah. he was in like he he bought I remember seeing a video of when he bought that particular store and opened it, and then he was like, "Yeah, pretty soon we're gonna own this whole strip." And then he and he did that, and he um, employed a lot of people and took care of a lot of people that, um, not just people that he knew, but people that fell on hard times or or you know wouldn't get a chance anywhere else because they were felons or um, just people that you would deem unsavory people that just want a second chance and just need a um, need a, a a way to feed their families and, a, and, and feed themselves. And um, for him to, for somebody to do that to him, period, really, really is... I don't I I don't understand it. Yeah. But then for them to do it in a place that stood for so much positivity in that area. Mm-hmm. Um if we know anything about LA, you know that Crenshaw area, you know, has been known to not necessarily be the safest place to be around. Um a lot of gang violence and a lot of gang culture being um you know living amongst that that area and um, not many people are rushing to put businesses in those areas, you know, and, um, uh, uh, a black man like Nipsey who comes from that area and, um, gained his popularity and his stardom by representing that area and then going back to that area and trying to infuse, uh, more positivity and, um, and infrastructure and, and, um, circulation of 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 our dollar in that area uh and then there was bigger plans i saw two weeks ago that they were going to tear that down and then build something else right there and make it a bigger store and make it a you know bigger like create something bigger and it was a five-year plan for that and um to hear that he and jay-z was supposed to be speaking with the lapd the next day about the gang violence and uh relations between the police and the and um uh, these street gangs and and things like that, like you know, it it for a lot of what I saw from people was um, how discouraging it was because you see a guy that made it out of his situation, made it out of his his circumstance, um, turned his life around, um, and then had the opportunity to to touch so many people at one time and he was doing that and then and then somebody comes and does that to yeah. you there like somebody you know somebody you know too so the, you know there, there's rappers that honestly and not to say that they deserve it or not to say that they um that it's justified with them but there's certain there's certain artists out like rappers that live a life that mm-hmm. 
when it happens to him, you're like, I mean, what did you think was going to happen? Or not even, not even just that, but just like it doesn't surprise you as much because yeah. of the life that they live, the the life that they that they perpetuate. Um, even wh- whether they're whether it's a real persona or a fake one. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you look like look at a guy like Takashi Six Nine. Like he, I said a year ago, the only way out for this guy is someone is either going to do something to him or he's going to go to jail. Yeah, because of the way that he moves around and the way he acts and the way he he does certain things. Um, Nip, you know, yeah, a, a crip. He's been a crip since he was probably what. 13 something like that yeah um he's lived that life but the things he tried to do to right all of his wrongs or all of the wrongs of his of his peers um and the genuine heart that he had because even when i met him like at the time he was you know we didn't really get a chance to chop it up and just really talk to him about life. You know what I mean? And that, and that was one of the things that I wish um, that I regret is that like a lot of times when you, when I meet people, you know, I don't want to just talk to them about music. That's why, I, you know, or, or their job period. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause there's certain things that like, if you're a ball player and you get, and, and you have a, a cancer foundation, I want to talk about that. If you, if you, um, a rapper and you, you know, building homes, for people like Slim Thug is doing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to talk about that. I want to, I want to understand that and, and see where that comes from. And, and, you know, this guy was about putting business back, um, um, building black infrastructure and, and, um, putting kids through tech school. And, you know, um, you know, he had a, he had a, um, a school for, for, you know, I guess, you know, technical a tech school for kids to you know to learn coding and all that kind of stuff like there's there are programs he was putting together and and things like that that um a lot of the things that he's done over the years are things that we wish our pastors did yeah things that we wished um any black figure coming from that area would do anyone just anybody the mayor (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. the 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 chief of police, somebody, anything, and is a rapper, a Rolling Sixties crip. You know what I'm saying? Like that that did a lot more than the leaders you expected. He wasn't the leader everybody expected. He was the leader that um, inserted himself in a way and learned as much about business um, and tried to figure out a way to make it for us again and um and to to infuse it and, and when and when you see the work he's doing and you have a guy like Jay Z back you and say, nah, I'm I, I feel what you're doing. I'm you know, I'm gonna buy a hundred copies of your hundred dollar mixtape. I'm gonna I'm gonna meet with you about this and we're gonna talk about these, you know, all of these different things and you know you don't just most of the time you don't just get to go to the rock nation brunch just cause you, you, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, Nip was always in a room for a greater purpose from what I could see. And, um, 
He wasn't one of the people that Meek were talking about was risking it all. Yeah, the Rock Nation R- risking yeah. it all, trying to get a picture <laughs> with Jay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's always been a um, a very uh, uh, deliberate person. Yeah, everything he did was with purpose, and um, I think one of the stories that I saw earlier this week there was a couple of stories that really like um, really spoke to the kind of guy he was, and it was um this lady. She posted on um, Facebook that her husband, I don't know if you saw this, her husband used to work on the streetlights on Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that was his job. Like, he would go out, work on the streetlights in that area, yeah. rebuild the um, area. And he's like, uh, um, he would always tell me about this guy who he's out there working. He would come out, he'd bring food, snacks, all that kind of stuff, water. Um, and he would always just thank, thank them for what they're doing in the, you know, in the area because, you know, in the hood, you get a pothole in the street, nobody shows up for months if they show up. You know what I'm saying? If a, if a street light is out, you you might not ever get that street light back. That street light, it's, it's places all around America. The street light been out since 2001. And it just never, nobody ever tried to do anything about it, right? So he, you know, they said this, this he said this business owner used to come out every day when I would come out there and he would just, give us stuff and he would always give us, you know, you know, food and, you know, he would just stuff that he didn't have to do. He just did it. And, um, he, she said that on Sunday he called his wife crying and he was like, man, that, that guy, that store owner I was telling you about, man, I just saw him on the news. They killed him. And it was Nipsey. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you don't really see a lot of that in our situations and in our um, communities because, so many people look at the Third Ward or Compton or they look at Watts or they look at Fifth Ward or they look like look at Brooklyn and they you know Harlem and they and they and they don't see nothing but well if you're a businessman they look at us and they say this is an area that we can gentrify gentrify we're gonna tear all this stuff down we're gonna kick all the all the riffraff out mm-hmm. you know but it's a cycle you know they give us. They give us the bullshit. They give us the leftovers. They give us the scraps. And then they say, okay, well, we ain't got no books. So there's no way that you're going to perform well in school. So we're going to close your schools down. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're not educated, we're going to keep you in this area so that you guys can um, um, fight or flight pretty much. So we're going to put you in this area and then create an economic structure for you guys that is non-existent. Yeah. There's no way, there's no way that this middle school dropout is ever going to get a job doing anything that's going to feed his family. Right. And from there, good luck trying to figure out a way to do this legally. And then when you decide you're going to do it illegally, cool, we'll let you make as much money as possible, but we'll just keep racking up the charges on you. And then we're going to send those people to jail, those men and those women to jail, so that these kids can grow up without their parents. And then they can go through the same thing. And then they do it, and they do it, and they do it so much. 70, 80 years of this, after 100 years of this, 120 years of this, after slavery, you know, all of this stuff, like, and they do it, and then they look back and they say, okay, um, your neighborhood's really close to downtown, so we're just going to start moving y'all out of here. 
Cause y'all ain't look what y'all doing to it. Y'all not doing nothing with it. You know, you're, you know, the schools are bad and the, the, um, the houses are run down and, and, and you, so you gave us no tools to fix what we trying to get to. And we didn't have any, we never got our reparations. So there's no way that we can start to develop, um, economic, um, or generational wealth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's no way to do that. And then you, you, you gentrify everything. You, you move us out of there. And in the areas that you, that you told us wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. Now we, now there's a train running through it. Yeah. Now there's a football stadium there, or now there's a, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's all of these different places and, and you, and now it's high, high priced land, but, you know, places that like, you know, some of our grandparents or, or uncles and stuff like that lived in these areas and can't even afford to be there no more. You know, that kind of stuff. Like when you, when you, when you see that, that a guy went in and went to his community and didn't try to gentrify and try to make it to where nothing, nothing at that store you can't, you can afford. You know what I'm saying? He used to call that store like a, uh, like a, a basic needs store. You go in there because it, it was a store before that. It was a clothing store before that. You go in there and get your white tees and your jeans and all that kind of stuff. Guys that just want to, maybe they ain't got a whole lot of money or maybe there's a uniform that they wear. You know what I mean? They, the jeans, you know, everybody got their the uniform in the city. In New York, everybody rock Tim's and and Air Force Ones and stuff like that. And in L.A., everybody rocking Chucks or Cortez's and all that kind of stuff. This is the place where you go get that. Mm-hmm. You go get your shoes and your jeans and your and um your tees and all that kind of stuff your um neighborhood neutral cl- colors you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. cuz you can't just be walking around in this set with the wrong color on and this set with the other color on you know what i mean and he took that store over and he he was like well we're going to make our own clothing and we're going to sell our own stuff but you can also get your cologne here you can smell good and do all that kind of stuff like you get ready to take your girl on a date cool you want to smell good and you want to look good and this what we going and this is what you want to wear this is what you wearing the burger spot that's always been there is still there. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the right next to it, I remember like there's a there's a, a mobile store. Like you go get a phone and you know, and just kind of get yourself on your feet, man. You know, and when you hear that he was only at the store because one of his friends that had been out of that had been in jail for 20 years had just yeah. gotten out that day. Like he he took him to his store mm-hmm. to go give him clothes to go get him on his feet and get him all the stuff that he needed to to integrate himself back into life. He was probably going to get that man a job. And some guy just comes in and just ruins everything. Everything just just ruins everything. And it yeah, man, I had to leave. Like yeah. I didn't I it doesn't make sense to me. You know, to see um, a guy with those intentions go out like that. Like, they didn't have to do that to that man. And, yeah. and you know, it it sucks because I knew people that were closer to him. Mm-hmm. And not really knowing what to say to them. Um, I know their phones ring off the hook and, you know, not necessarily wanting to bring it up too much because I don't know how they feel about it. Yeah. And um 
it, it just it it wasn't I I can't you can't make me believe that it was his time. It it just didn't make sense. Um it aside from what we think of the music or anything like that, like the music was dope to me. Like mm-hmm. I think his music was was great. I think he was on his way to to really being one of those top tier guys. You know, he just got nominated for a Grammy. You know what I mean? He's with yeah. his he's with his his girl and at the Grammys. Um, we didn't expect that from Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the the respect he got from other rappers. You know, not necessarily being implicated in much beef and and you know a lot of back and forth with people because he just didn't have a it just didn't seem like he had the time to really beef with nobody like that. Um, a guy who the moment he came out, people compared him because he looked a lot like Snoop mm-hmm. and him being as intentional with his, with his um, moves to be able to say, nah, like I love Snoop and that's my dude. And I've always respected Snoop, but I don't want to be like, he could have, they asked him to be Snoop and all eyes on me. And I think they asked him to be Snoop in um Straight Out of Compton. Mm. And his his mind said, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to forever be linked to being the guy that looks like Snoop or the yeah. guy who can be Snoop. You know what I mean? And and have that, you know, because any other early twenties kid or mid twenties rapper who looked up to anybody would love to be that person. Like who wouldn't want to play Jay-Z in a movie? Mm. You know what I mean? Like who wouldn't want to play Snoop in a movie? You know what I mean? And for him to, to just go out on a limb on his own and gamble on himself and say, nah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to be Nipsey hustle. And cause he knew that a guy like Snoop could, could respect that. Mm-hmm. And, um, when he came out with the album and was like, yeah, with the mixtape in it, and he was like, yeah, you know, you can get the mixtape anywhere, you know, it's free here, but you could also buy it for $100. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, why would he do that? Yeah, and then I said, here. but then I looked and I was like, because he kept saying, you know, it was called, a, you know, a proud to pay campaign. It was like, in a time where people weren't buying music, like this was a time where all the streaming sites weren't what they were. You know what I mean? Um, Spotify was relatively new in America. There was no Apple Music in 2012 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no title that that we knew of. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just Spotify. So all it was was iTunes and that piff for mixtapes and stuff like that. And this guy, here this guy is with 100 CDs and he's like, you can buy them for $400. No, 1,000 CDs you buy for $100. Like, that's a a crazy a crazy thought process but then when you look at it and you look at the business um model behind it it's like look you can you can you can support me and get the music for free if you ain't got no money you can get the music for free that's fine mm-hmm. but if you really support me you want to be invested in this journey with me like you get the CD you get you know some merch you get to go to a concert you get mm-hmm. you know i give you a personal call i do all like all of these things that a lot of guys don't have to do like they don't have to 
you know, as artists, we don't really owe anybody anything. We don't owe our fans the, we don't owe fans like complete access to us. Yeah. Like personal. Right. You know, it, it would, you know, obviously you meet a celebrity and you, and, or, or any artist, like even if they're not celebrities and you, and you would like them to grant you, um, the, the courtesy of just a high or, you know, a handshake or, um, if that person has time to stop and talk to you for, you know, just a minute, you know, because, you know, we don't necessarily know what we do for other people a lot of times because, you know, artists in in a sense are very giving, but they're very selfish at the same time. Yeah. And a lot of what we do, like I know for me, I, I make a lot of the music that I want to hear. And um, it's not until I put it out that I realized that um, not only did people like it, but they need it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but to that point, like we, you know, these are things that we don't have to do. You know what I mean? Like we don't have, like these guys don't have to reach out and touch everyone. They could just take their money and they can just go and, and sit up on the hill and look down at everybody like a lot of artists do. And he just didn't do that. And, um, he stayed down with the, you know, a lot of people, I guess if you're a Christian, you, you, um, one thing that was always said about Jesus was that he, he always walked with the, the least and the last and the, and the the whores and the lepers. Yeah. The people that you would never think like, if you're, if you're this, if you're this person that you say you are, why aren't you hanging with the rich folks in the, Mm. in the, um, the people of status, right? You know, Nipsey could have easily opened that store in Beverly Hills. He could have easily opened that in in um, Santa Monica or, you know, any suburban Sherman Oaks, Encino, whatever. He could have opened that in Hollywood, whatever. He opened it right there, you know, with his people, with his, with his, with the people that he came up with and, um, and hired those that once you get out of prison, you know, it ain't no way you're going to really get a job that you want unless, you know, your charges ain't that crazy or whatever the situation is. But, you know, these guys would no longer, these guys wouldn't even get an opportunity to really prove themselves and be, um, to be, uh, um, contributing members of society guys that could have just gone back to jail. Um, the other story that I saw on Nip was, um, um, was Brandon, um, his last name escapes me. Talking about the one guessing our last podcast. No, the guy from, um, I think it's a forward for, uh, Texas tech. Brandon, um, uh, looking up his name now. Um, Brandon Francis. Okay. Um, no, no, not it. <laughs> that is not him. Brandon Francis. Yeah. yeah, Brandon Francis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's pronounced Brandon, but okay. it's got the e on the end. Yeah. So he's uh, 
Dominican or something like that. He's he's Latin. He's, he's well, he's from the islands. And his uh, father lived in America, and they had been estranged for about thirteen years or so. But his dad moved to the, the states and um, was a brand strategist, and he worked in the music industry, and he worked with Nipsey Hussle, and um, um, he put together the idea of he gave he gave Nipsey a lot of pointers on like how to brand himself and how to. Um, because at the time, a lot of people were really reluctant to to deal with Nip because of his background as a Crip and his, you know, or his affiliation with the Crips. And, um, you know, this is a time where, you know, more conscious rappers, more hipster rappers were coming out and the gangster gangster rap, quote unquote, really wasn't, you know, something that people really were thinking that they wanted to hear. You know, there was there, Kanye West was around and, you know, J. Cole was just coming around. And, yeah. Um, you know, Kid Cudi and, you know, all Drake these guys, coming up, Drake yeah. and all these guys that made music that wasn't necessarily so heavy, you know what I'm saying? And um, so the guy helped him and, and his son was in um, in search of a uh, of a school in America that would get him the education and the opportunity to play basketball at a higher level. So he came um, to go live with his dad and him and his dad had a re- relationship that they needed to repair because his dad wasn't around. And, um, um, he knew, I guess his, I guess he knew his dad worked for, you know, worked in the music industry. And one day he said, dad, do you know Nipsey Hussle? Have you ever heard of Nipsey Hussle? And he said, instead of just giving him a bunch of stories, he pulled out his phone and he FaceTimed Nipsey mm-hmm. Hussle. And he said that made, he said, Nipsey Hussle made me cool to my son. And we could connect on a different level because his son he idolized Nipsey after that. Like that was his, that was his guy, best rapper. Like he was one of those guys. Like you can't tell me Nipsey was like the best rapper. You know what I mean? And so um, Nip would always give him, um, you know, just holler at him and speak to him and all that kind of stuff. Well, fast forward, he's uh, playing at Texas Tech, and um, Nip missed the Sweet Sixteen game, but showed up at halftime with a Elite Eight game. Mm-hmm. And um, they were in Anaheim. And um, Nip was down there with everybody, with the family, you know, cheering and, you know, eating snacks and, you know, going crazy with the rest of the guys. And then, you know, and Tech wins. And um, uh, the next day, that morning, uh, Brandon's dad went and got um, some merch from the marathon store and um he left nip showed up a few minutes later and a few minutes later he got killed so nip was at someone's elite a game and yeah. you know what i mean a kid that i had a lot like it it just was there was so many stories about the dude that people were telling and it was just like it just it, it I, I just don't feel like it was his time yeah and, um, you know, I guess the positive, if you could look at it that way, the positive that came out of it was, you know, all of the gangs in America, in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. comes together and they and they do a, a, a memorial for him at the store yesterday. All of like the rival gangs of his guys that were probably his enemy, you know, 
for years and for no reason at all but the fact that he was he just lived on the wrong street. Um bloods, sets of crypts that have been worn with each other. Um bloods that have been worn worn I think I think I saw some um some of the Mexican gangs there like it's sad that it took him going for that to happen just like it was sad to it's sad that an LA riot had to bring them a truce for a minute. Um but it's necessary either way and I think that um I I can't really say that I know everything about the gang culture in in LA but I could imagine that it's probably um better late than never for a lot of these people because yeah. there's still a lot of kids out there that that are really in that life and and living that life and they think that that's the way that it it the only way to get out of it um the only way to get out of their circumstances is you know death jail hooping or rapping mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it there's so much to be said about you know um the circumstances a lot of these kids live in like when you look at la um at one point i think it was compton they did a study of kids um and did ptsd studies in compton and there were more kids in um there were higher higher cases of ptsd in compton than there were in afghanistan between children yeah and you know when you watch guys you know you hear rappers all the time from places like that from inner cities um around the country la um new york chicago miami um uh houston uh New Orleans, you know, you you hear them talk and they say, yeah, man, you know, a lot of these guys say, man, I've you know, I've seen dudes get killed right in front of me. Like, that's not normal stuff. Yeah, like it's not normal to just sit and watch somebody shoot a guy dead in front of you. I've never seen that. You know what I mean? Like, I've never witnessed somebody just walk up and just get shot. You know what I mean? Like, that's that ain't a reality that I lived in. You know, some of my friends probably have and. Um, I know people that have been the trigger man and I know people that have been on the wrong side of the trigger man. Um, I feel like I've been very close to it closer than I know sometimes, but, um, yeah, I, when you, when you live in those areas and you see somebody that represents you and it gives you the hope that you need, which is why I've always just loved and respected Snoop. He's from where he comes from and what he's gone through. There's no one that's been able to go that far. Like Snoop was Snoop was on trial for murder yeah. in 95 or was it 94, 95. He's got a show with Martha Stewart now. And only one of the people on that show is a convicted felon. Mm-hmm. And it ain't Snoop. 
You know what I mean? Like there's um Snoop got a gospel album. Yeah. Snoop went and did a reggae album. He's doing funk music and um use a, a football league mm-hmm. for those same kids that Nipsey was trying to reach to. Yeah. A football league, a a football league that's huge. That football league is not a small league. You know, um, him and Uncle Luke. You know what I mean? The the two least likely people that we could think of in rap mm-hmm. at that time. In the 80s, no one thought that Uncle Luke would be big enough to run for a political office in, in Miami. And he's, like, thinking about doing that now. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, he's... His league is helping kids in Liberty City that that would otherwise not have an opportunity. And Snoop having that league and being able to, and you see these guys and you, um, a Jay Z who's putting kids through college with his college fund and you know um, when you, I, it's important to really look at hip hop in its totality, right? Hip hop is now. Hip hop came from the the diamonds that came out of giving us bullshit for years in these areas. Guys not having access to to learn an instrument or anything like that, but they learned how to scratch up a record, like literally destroy a record on a <laughs> on a on a turntable, and. Um, for the sake of art and and their mama's whooping them because they taking their speakers and going to this to the the park and scratching up all their records mm-hmm. and the police coming and shutting it down because they plugging into the light source on the on the light pole and they throwing these parties like these they went from that to now it is the most popular genre in music sales wise all of that stuff. And so you look at that and then you look at the way the the moguls that have come from hip hop and where they come from. You got Diddy who's from Mount Vernon and you know in Harlem and and what he had to go through to get to where he is. Um his one of his best friends, one of, arguably one of the greatest rappers of all time getting killed at Biggie was 24 years old, 24 years old. And you had to watch, you watched him get killed. You saw him. You know what I mean? Um, On the other side of the continent, you have Tupac, 25 years old, getting killed and, you know, Snoop being one of his better, one of his closer friends. You know what I mean? You look at these guys that, are now moguls and are now fixtures in the hip hop community that you can't literally, you literally cannot have conversations about hip hop without talking about Snoop, without talking about Dre, without talking about Jay-Z, without talking about um, uh, Diddy or, um, uh, you know, I know he's kind of been in a little, little trouble lately, but Russell Simmons, yeah. um, you know, these these artists, LL Cool J's, you know, all of these guys that that 
that we see now are bigger than just being rappers, right? And then you got a guy that's following in that footstep, like a Nipsey Hussle, who, you know, we don't know. By the time he's he's 40, he could have been, like, the sky was really the limit for him. Like, he could have been so many different things, like, you know, investing in, you know, Nip was one of the ones that, that, indirectly got me to even start looking at cryptocurrency more. Yeah. Cause he was in big on cryptocurrency on Bitcoin and, you know, and, and things like that, like stuff that rappers ain't talking about that stuff. Like a lot of rappers weren't doing that, man. And, and, um, you know, he had a, um, he had, it, it seemed like he took bits and pieces from everybody though. Jay Z's the, the, um, the the ditties and the you know the swag of a snoop and the the personality of a of a snoop you know what i mean a guy that was just laid back and just cool and you know could kind of be in a room anywhere and and um not even necessarily have to be seen the whole time and and just kind of um um play the back and and still be him you know what i mean so um the, it it really like for like the next twelve hours, all I could say is, man, they really had to do that to that man. Like they didn't have to, they had to kill that guy, man. And um, to find out it was a guy that was probably a snitch to begin with, yeah. and you know, just a jealous, yeah, like trash individual, man. Like and. I've also seen the uh, the opinion of some people saying things like, well, that's why you shouldn't go back to the hood. I, I mm-hmm. would almost guarantee you if Nipsey could, t- if he knew how it was going to end, he wouldn't take back anything he did. Of course, he wouldn't be there that day likely, but I don't think he would take back anything he did for the community, um, even if he knew how it was going to end, man, because right. I think he was that type of dude. Because... You know, people say that all the time. You can't go back to the hood. You don't need to be in the hood and all that kind of stuff. And that's and that's that's fine. Like I I, I understand that there's people that work really hard to get out of the circumstances that they that they're in. Um, my only problem with that is that there's way more people in the hood that really appreciate yeah what you got going on than you know what I'm saying. Like even if it's five guys in the in in your neighborhood that don't like you, um there might be 30 kids that love you. There might be 40, 100 women that appreciate what you're doing for their kids, giving them school supplies and and things like that. Like, you know, um, I would venture to say that for everybody that doesn't like Trey, there's a lot more of them that show up to Trey Day. Yeah. So, um, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a level of wanting to be careful when you go back to your neighborhood because you know it's dangerous. Um, and you know that everybody ain't there for your, um, for your well-being. But um, we still want to have faith in our, in our people. You know what I mean? Like I, it, and and a lot of the times it's people that the people that say that are people that um 
don't really do anything for anyone but themselves anyway. Yeah. So, you know, it's easy for you to say that's why you don't go back and, and to the blah, 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 all of that. Because if it doesn't generally affect you, you just you just don't yeah. care anyway. People who've never even been to the hood saying yeah, that's yeah. why you don't go back to the hood. What yeah. do you know about the hood? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, those two, those people, too, that, that never set foot in the hood, didn't go to school in the hood, didn't don't really even understand the circumstances of these of these people. You know, some of these folks' grandmas don't even want to leave. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do when I want to go see my grandma? You know what do I what I'm gonna do when I when I want to go see my my aunt and my uncles and stuff like that? Like they ain't trying to move out. Some of these folks try to move their families out mm-hmm. the hood and they didn't want to. They didn't want to leave. I'm gonna stay right here in this house. You know. Um, in fact, um, Sam Nipsey's brother was at their grandmother's house when he got shot. And he got there from the from his grandmother's house. Yeah. Off of Crenshaw. So I mean, the idea that you that you the narrative that you can't go back to the hood, um I get it, but I don't get it. Like it's, you know. Like I you, you want to touch the people that kind of molded where you come from, like yeah. what what you are and um you know, another guy that goes back a lot, Baron Davis, um, a guy that um, I believe goes back a lot is um, Russell Westbrook. Uh, um, locals here, uh, Slim Thug, yeah, uh, like you said, like you said, Trey, um, guys that aren't just going back to go and show you they they car. But going back and feeding people, going back and putting how putting families in in homes and um, developing programs and and um, putting people giving giving people an opportunity an opportunity to to uh, better themselves in any in any way possible. Because again, a lot of the leaders that you would think ain't doing that. The lot of, a lot of the ones that we look to for that. Ain't doing it. It's the it's the Crips doing that. Yeah. It's the 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 GDs in Chicago sometimes that's doing that, and the and the vice lords and the and the 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 Bloods and the you know it's a lot of times it's them. They just happen to be able to rap really good. Or make music in some type of way, produce or something like that, or they got into the league and did their thing. Um, a very, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them that went and got the education and and did, you know, did it that way. Um, some of them went off to jail and had to learn that way and got out and they were, you know, trying to reform situations and, you know, where the city isn't giving us money or where the county isn't giving us money or the, or the government in any type of way isn't giving us resources to help to do this. They're just putting it in themselves. They're doing it themselves. And, um, you know, one of the things that makes the most sense is like the only, the, the best thing to, to do for poor people is not be one of them. So if I can't, you know, if I can't come back 
and then start to help people and go back to these families and say, all right, look, this is what we're doing, okay? We need to do this. We need to start building our own businesses. We need to start having our own, you know, we need to own the gas stations, not just the agents that come in here um, into our hoods. Um, or the um, the Arab guys that, like, we need to build those. A lot of times there's nothing wrong with those people sometimes, but then there are a lot of them that treat us really badly. They come to our hood and then they, you know, they sell us everything that they sell us, whether they own a liquor store or a convenience store or a grocery store or whatever. And and they treat us bad. Like the like the little girl that got killed in the early 90s by the Asian lady that owned the uh, the, the store in, mm-hmm. in L.A. Shot her in the back of the head because she thought she was stealing. The girl was reaching for the money. Yeah. The girl had the money in her hand. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't see many when I go to when I go to stores in the hood, I don't see black folks behind the, the counter. I don't see it. I don't see uh, when I go into um, uh, clothing stores in the hood or anything like that. Like, I don't I don't see many black folks back there, you know, working or owning. You know what I mean? Like we can. It's important. It's really important. You know. And you got to educate the people. And and yes, everybody's not not everybody's got the the skill set to be an owner of a business or to be able to design or do be the head. But you can also work for those people that that do that. Like you could work for a black man, you can work for a black woman. You can go in and you know if if you don't have a skill set yet, but you want to learn it, you know, come up under somebody, an apprenticeship or you know things like that, like. You know, when you when you start talking about putting tech schools in in um, neighborhoods, yeah, you starting to tell kids that like you could play Fortnite, but you could also mm-hmm. build Fortnite three mm-hmm. in a few years. Like you can you can sit on two K all day, but why don't you figure out how it works? You know what I'm saying? You can. You can have a Twitter and an Instagram and post all day just like we do, but you can make the next Instagram if you really know how to apply yourself and you and, and if it's something that's interesting to you. Like, you can do that. You don't have to just consume. You can build. You don't have to... You ain't got to buy the jewelry. You can make the jewelry. You ain't got to um, uh, try to drive the car. You can find a way to build the mm-hmm. car. You know what I'm saying? And when we can go back to those kids and show them, like I, I you know, when I used to work for the Salvation Army, um, there was a kid that um, told me, you know, just because his family was in the military, he wanted to go to the military. And I'm like, okay. He was like, but that was like his only real dream. And it wasn't really much of it. He was just like, I'm going to just go to, go to the Army. It's like, okay, but, you know, your mom told me you could sing. And he was a tall kid. He was 12. He was taller than normal. He was probably like six foot, six one. Like, he okay. was a tall kid. And um, he's like, yeah, you know, I can, but my, but my, um, um, my friends are like my uncles. They say that's gay. I'm like, what? They told you that was gay? And he was like, yeah, so, you know. 
but he loved playing basketball. Like I want to play basketball. He wasn't that good. He wasn't mm-hmm. that good of a basketball player. He really just he just wasn't. But I said, you know, I said, well, I'm a singer. And he's like, for real? I was like, yeah. I said, it's not gay to be a singer. Like, <laughs> like you, like, in fact, if you could sing, you get more girls. Right. <laughs> like, like you, I've in my experience, you get more just for being the different kid a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like the the one that like they might not get it now, but they'll get it later. You know? And the the main thing I say about people that say they don't or say to people that say you can't get back to the give back go back to the hood all the time is that those kids need to see more than what they see. Yeah. Because these kids only believe the things that they see. They only believe that. So if if the most famous people they know and the most popular people they know that are getting the most attention are the gang members, they're going to want to join a gang because they're, they might be poor and that guy down the street isn't. You know what I'm saying? If they feel like the only way they can get out of their circumstances is by being Odell Beckham, then they're going to just try their hardest to be Odell Beckham. Never yeah. mind the fact that they might stop growing at five, six. You know what I mean? Like, then then your dreams are shattered at that point because mm-hmm. you're never going to be Odell Beckham. You might be something else, but you're not going to be Odell Beckham, right? Um, they think that I got to be as good as Steph Curry. I got to be LeBron James. I have to be um, – um, Russell Westbrook, I got to be all of these guys in order to get out the hood. Like I, there was some things like I saw uh, the the um, uh, the Uncle Luke uh, TV series about his football. Did you ever see that? Uh, I saw the one about the University of Miami, thirty for thirty. I didn't see the. Now nah, there's Luke one on Showtime or HBO where um, I think it's Showtime, and um. It's uh, it's called something of Liberty City. I forgot, but it's about the kids that are in the um, in the families that are in the in these uh, inner cities that play in the league. Yeah. Um. And then, like some of the guys that used to play that are playing in high school at the time, and um, a lot of the stuff that I got from these families were like they they weren't very, they weren't well off at all. And what they would tell these kids is, is like, yeah, you know, you're going to make it to the league so you can take care of us. So, you you know, buy us a house and do all that kind of stuff. I'm like, this kid's eight years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a lot of pressure. So what are you going to do? What's going to happen to that kid when, since he's eight years old, he's trying to make it to the NFL or to the NBA, and he thinks that that's the only way. And if he don't, then that's, he's not going to be able to feed his family. What is he going to do? He's gonna fall into a lot of the traps that are set in his in his life because he hasn't figured out a way to he hasn't figured out like you know you can you can be an engineer. You know what I'm saying? Because there weren't there weren't no black doctors and engineers yeah. in the hood. They just there just aren't. They just don't live there. They live in the suburbs. They got out of the hood and they don't come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was one of the lucky ones who had an engineer living right there in the master bedroom of my house. I was the lucky one. And because I was in on summer track teams with 
Um, like everybody else played AAU basketball. I ran summer track. I was on track teams with a lot of kids that didn't even have their daddies around. Mm-hmm. So for my dad to be there, it was like, first of all, they thought we were rich. Hmm. We weren't. We just were upper middle class, I would say, something like that. Like not rich by any stretch of the imagination. Like I know rich. I went to school with rich. and <laughs> We ain't rich. But like, you know, for them to, to look at my dad and be like, well, you know, so what What does he do? Oh, he an engineer? And sometimes, like, depending on how old you like, he an engineer? Well, what's that? Or, you know, so how does he know, you know, how how do you, how y'all live here? Or how y'all do, like, there's not a lot of that. Yeah. And I know that from experience. Like, I looked at, I dealt with these kids for uh, an extended amount of time. And these kids have never, a lot of these kids have never seen some of the, a lot of the things that I've been exposed to. Like, I know guys that are doctors. I know guys that are lawyers. I know all of that. Like, I know guys that are police officers and they, and, um, you know, decent police officers too. Like, they're guys that I would trust as a police. Yeah. Like, you know, when I call the police, I don't trust police. But when I see them around, I'm like, okay, this they guy's go. okay. You know what I mean? They don't see that. They see that. When the cops show up, they see here he about to come over here and start yeah. trying to regulate stuff, and I'm scared of him. When they go to the doctor, if they can even afford to get to the doctor, they ain't seeing no black doctor. Mm-hmm. They're not seeing no black lawyer. And so they look up to a kid or to a man like Nipsey Hussle, who comes from where they come from, who um, beat the odds that they're currently trying to beat, who's also going back to help them try to beat those odds that they're trying to beat and make it to where there are no more odds (laughs) for these people. Like that's why that's important to go back to the hood because they've never seen it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they do it all the time. The police officers, they go to kids and they pull up a a fire truck Mm -hmm. and a police car and they turn on all the lights and they show you how cool it is to be a police officer and how cool it is to be a firefighter and a, or, you know, how cool it is to have an ambulance around, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's why those career days are important for these kids to just be able to come back and be like, this is what I do. Yeah. Or for that rapper to say, man, look, I made it out rapping. This is how I made it out. This is how I do it. But you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, here's my friend over here that don't rap. They got more money than me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Here's this guy over here that don't rap. His girl finer than mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever it is that you, because a lot of times you can, you you really can only get through to a lot of kids by showing them shiny things. Exactly. You know. I thought that was one of the dope things Nipsey was doing too, because with the coding and stuff, because yeah. along with being an athlete, I feel like uh, the dream of a rapper is one of the worst dreams to sell the youth. Mm-hmm. because the chances of making it to where you're making any money are astronomically low. Right. But he was out there trying to teach people that there are other ways and there are, you know, you aren't a square for working this job or something like that because it's right. Nipsey saying it. Anything Nipsey saying is cool. Right, so. right, right. You know, it's just, you know, like, which is why I wish that um, more rappers our age would talk as much about them getting off the drugs as they do when they got yeah. on. 
You know what I'm saying? If Future really think he like Nipsey. Yeah, like that. That was. The, I'm gonna give me start on future, but um, but like, that's why I had to start telling kids. I'm like, you know, when I was there, I'm like, you know, it's it's cool to be something else. Like, you don't have to be the greatest athlete. You don't have to be the fastest kid in school. You don't have to know. You don't have to um be the best dancer. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do that. It's cool if you are, and you should live that and 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 work as hard as you can at that. But also, it's okay to have good grades. It's okay to be respectful and and um and um treat you know respect your elders and and treat um, the people around you the right way. You know what I mean? Because you know there's so many other things that you can be in this world. You just don't know about any of them because nobody's showing you that. Nobody's showing, and and that's our fault. That's 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 adults' fault. That's that's on us, man. That's um, because we can we can do a hell of a lot more than what yeah. we're doing. A lot of times, we can we can definitely show up to a school or two when we got some off time and being like, "Hey, kids, you know, let me show you how to let me show you what I do. I sell houses." You know, let me show you what I do. I'm a I'm I'm a salesman. Period. This is what I do to to to, and you know, and when those kids ask you, like, why are you showing me this? Well, because you know that all that stuff that you want, I can afford that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, granted, it's not the greatest. It's not the greatest investment a lot of times, but I have access to it. I can do it. You, I'm just trying to show you that you don't have to, um, sell dope. You ain't gotta. You ain't gotta rap. And you ain't got to play ball to do it. But if you do, this is a craft. A rap, rapping is a craft. Don't just be worried about the the after effects, mm-hmm. like the, the byproducts of what you get when you rap. Like, you might find yourself better off. Like, who was that? Um, I forgot. I was, I was watching the other day. He was like, you know, there's there's value in being behind the camera yeah. and being behind the board. You know what I mean? Like you can, there's value behind making the thing work that yeah. makes everybody that shows everybody the person that you see, you know what I'm saying? Being the photographer, being the, the mixing engineer or, you know, the DJ or the, the, the stylist or whatever, like the designer of the clothes. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can be that and we we should all want to see that. And I think Nipsey was doing a good job of trying to show that show people that as well. Like like, you know, my brother don't rap, but here he is with me. And he did time too, but you know, here 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 he is working with me and showing us, you know, we we coming with a united front. And um yeah man, I there's so many different ways we can go with Nipsey and and um and um the legacy he leaves. Um, for the most part, I think that the day after there was like a, a skirmish outside of the, the yeah. store, and we definitely want to keep that to a low. Um, I know Houston really really showed up for him the other day, and um did the balloon release. Uh, so shout out to them for that. I know um. Uh, Killer Mike did something in Atlanta. I think mm-hmm. a couple people might have done something in Atlanta for him. Um, I know Dave East was in New York doing his thing for him. Um, 
and all of the gang members, uh, all of the organizations coming together and, and um, showing some unity where there needed to be some because it really could have gotten t- to be a really bad situation yeah. and um, or a worse situation than it was because it's a horrible situation. But um, I hope that um, everybody is there for um, for Lauren as much as possible um, and for her children because um, I think they had three together I think he had one and she had one and then they had one together so um, I believe it's three kids I could be wrong um, but those families man like it's be as respectful to those families and give them the privacy that they're asking and and um, and the loved ones and and um, the best thing you can do in situations like this is just not make it about you. Yeah. And um, refrain from whatever reasoning behind. Like it doesn't matter. Like conspiracies got to stop. The conspiracies yeah. are done. I think they've been debunked at this point. Yeah. Like they just. It's not helping the family. Exactly. It's not helping um, us get to any more resolve. Um, I definitely feel for the artists that, the artists out there that were really close to him, um, the y, YG and um, Mustard and and um, uh, I think John Legend said he was shooting a video with him like a few days before. Um for a DJ Khaled album, mm-hmm. uh, you know Snoop saw Snoop was you know really going through it about it. Uh, game, you know, um, all of these guys around across the the country that um, really had a a connection to um, to, to Nip Man. Um, I feel for you guys more than. I could ever feel for me because I, you know, I wasn't really that close to him or anything like that. But I just felt his, his. Um, I was a fan of his music and I was a fan of the person. Um, but there's a lot of people that had real life connections with this guy, and um, so I, I really hope that in some way they can find some peace. And um, I know it's gonna take some time, um, but yeah, I. <sighs> So many things you could say about it, but you know, what I think we'll, where we'll end it there is just you know, rest in peace, Nipsey, and thank you for everything that you um, contributed to hip hop and to um, to our culture. Period. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. Um, thank you, man. Thank you. Rest in peace, man. Um, hopefully, we'll have a better week next week and hopefully it just continues to get better as we go i agree yeah man so hell yeah that sucked to go through um what else is going on man there's so many things we got it's there's again there's no guests because steven jackson is uh yes steven steven captain jack jackson um (laughs) His birthday bash, man. Yeah, man. Be, Happy birthday be, to Stephen Jackson, man. Happy birthday yes. to Stack Jack. Um, what else is going on in, in the world these days? Well, we touched about this uh, last time when we had Brandon Caldwell on, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a 
little bit more with that Lil Nas X thing yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he dropped the remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, man. Old Town Road. I see you got your hat on too. So <laughs> it's not a could. cowboy hat for those not <laughs> the watching. The fedora, like, whatever you want to call is, it. Um, yeah, man. Lil Nas X, man. So um, for those who have um, been under a rock or haven't been paying attention much to the music industry right now. Uh, Lil Nas X is a young rapper who um, put out a song called Old Town Road, Mm -hmm. um, and it charted on the country charts. Yeah. And um, Billboard removed it from the charts and said that he, it did not... um, Have enough country elements. Yeah, it didn't embrace enough of the country elements to be considered a country song, whatever the fuck that yeah. means. Um, so in true fashion, um, one very prominent country music singer by the name of Billy Ray Cyrus, um, got on the remix. He did. And, um, it basically was like, is that country enough for you? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm proud of the kid, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy for the kid. I had never even heard of this dude. Yeah. Never. I didn't know who he was. Um, I think there's something to be said in the music industry about, um, white people really love to insert themselves in our genres in our spaces Mm -hmm. and make us okay with it. But when it's time for us to do the same thing in their genres, um, they want to try to kick us out. And, um, you know, they tried it with Beyonce Mm -hmm. with the, um, um, with the song on, um, was it Lemonade? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she did the song on the CMAs. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could see the disdain on some of these people's faces that um, that don't necessarily like Beyonce for whatever reason or don't like what she represents, which is probably just being black. Mm-hmm. Um, I am 100% willing to sit in front of my TV at the CMAs and watch Lil Nas X and, That'd be and hilarious. Um, it's never Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> play this. No, I, I really think this is probably going to happen. Mm. I think it's gonna happen, and um, yeah, I think um, Billy Ray. Like, did you hear the song? Yeah, I heard I, it. I, did you like it? Yeah, I like the song. It was cool. I like the I like the original song, and um, it's funny because when I when I played it for the first time, I was at a drive through, and mm-hmm. I got um, the lady was handing me my food, and as soon as the beat dropped, she just like like looked at me, yeah, and she was handing me, but she was trying not to like. Mm make a face as yeah. a black chick and I was looking at her like I mean I don't really know <laughs> what I'm listening to but whatever um but yeah you know Billy Ray showed up and um and uh got his his yeehaw yeah, I'm with it talking about Maseratis yeah. on a rodeo <laughs> you know what I mean and these uh, sports bras for his girl and all yeah, this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know he was talking just, that cash shit hey man talking that <laughs> talking that cash shit Johnny cash shit yeah so um Shout out to Lil Nas X, man. There's a, I wish that there, um, there wasn't as much division, mm-hmm. and um, music, uh, even in R and B, like it's, 
it's a really weird situation because um, a lot of white artists are singing R&B music. Yeah. And they're calling it pop. They are. Um, now, granted, some of them aren't putting no seasoning on it. Ain't no soul mm-hmm. on it. But they're essentially R&B songs. And Adele has dominated the R&B charts before. Adele has been making the most unseasoned R&B music <laughs> for years. And um, we've just been letting it happen. Mm-hmm. And but then when they gain popularity, that's when they start saying that, you know, like uh, what was. Was it Rolling Stone? Rolling Stone or like GQ or Esquire or something like that. Yeah. Called Sam Smith the face of soul music. Yes. When he came out there. I say you got to be kidding me. Yeah. But I, I always and I don't know how you feel about this, but I kind of attribute that to. We as a culture seem to kind of abandon some of our roots when something new comes along. Right. Uh, you know, we we were technically the founders of rock and roll, country music, jazz music, mm-hmm. blues music. But once something new came along, once the discos and the 80s and then the rap music later on, we kind of let those go. And now the biggest names in those genres are generally white But I at think, this point. I think also some of that kind of has to do with the generation. So that's true too. You, you know, back then it was a thing of like, you know, a lot of these, these blues um, guitarists and stuff like that came up because their daddy had a guitar and they used to steal it and play it. Yeah. And that's how they, um, um, that's how Tito Jackson learned how to play the guitar Hmm. by stealing Joe's guitar <laughs> and playing it. And um I think Tito was the I think that yeah, I think Tito was the story where like his father found found out that he had been playing the guitar some kind of way and he put it in his hand and said, Play it. If you ain't good at it, I'm gonna whip you. <laughs> and he was actually pretty decent. Yeah. And they put together a band. <laughs> and um, you know, BB King got his start sneaking and playing a guitar that wasn't his. Yeah. Um and then as you get older, you know, it went from that to, you know, somebody playing somebody's horn that wasn't supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. And then they, and, um, you know, jazz was the hip hop of the it 60s was. or the 50s. Like nobody was really trying to hear that, you know, from us. They thought it was obscene. It was obscene, <laughs> yeah. Music that yeah. really didn't even have no words a lot of times <laughs> was obscene. It made no sense. And, um, you know, and in the 70s, kids used to, sneak around in their parents' record collection and yeah. and scratch and move and do. Like I said, they used to mm-hmm. steal the speakers at the house, yeah. the house yeah. speakers, and go <laughs> stack them up at some park. And, and It's not just that. Like, hip-hop apparently technically started with the blackout in New York yeah. uh, because people couldn't afford turntables back in the day. But yep. there was a blackout and, and every store was affected and people just and looted people all the looted. DJ equipment. There's a lot of DJs right now. Like um, if you go look at a lot of history, um, there's a lot of um, like if you look at some of the um, older uh, Juan Epstein podcasts by uh, um, Peter Rosenberg and Cypher Sounds, mm-hmm. a lot of DJs were on there talking about how they stole their first yep. um, <laughs> they first turntable set. Mm-hmm. You know, or they first mixer or, you know, or speakers and, you know, all that stuff. But the blackout, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, electronic stores was missing. They mm-hmm. they turntables when they got they got the power back on. Um, a lot of this is born 
from um from struggle man in so yeah i think it's i think it's a generational thing and now it's just i don't know what the next genre is going to be yeah but it's probably going to be born from that as well so um i think that we in a way we do after eventually when 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 we create something then maybe we kind of leave it behind but i think that um there was already a an element of um racism and gentrification that they were trying to do with our with our genres anyway so when they, when they were doing when blues was becoming it was a new thing they were putting us on the chitlin circuit and then mm-hmm. putting white boys on another circuit and and re-recording our music that yeah. we wrote <laughs> and then putting it on white radio and touring off of that and it was and weren't paying nobody yeah they were just wasn't doing it. So there was always that element of it. And then eventually they was like, okay, we'll just make something new then. And then we'll do that. And then here y'all come with this shit again. Mm-hmm. And then y'all, we're going to make something new. And then here y'all come with this shit again. You know what I mean? And um, I think that, you know, we we definitely have to do a better job of really claiming everything yeah. that we that we started and we, we do. And by that I mean like I can stand to watch I can stand to watch a, a black rap group, I mean rock group right now. Mm-hmm. Rock is dead at this point. Like I can stand to see them come and bring that back. I can stand to to see um like they had last week last year two um two black artists one and two on the charts. Yeah. In country music. You know, I can stand to see that. Yeah. You know, um I can, but again, going back to what I was saying earlier, people only really do what they see. So, I mean, even to what you're trying to bring back right now, I think your sound is a sound that's needed in music right now. It, I think so too. And, you know, I I think that for me, we can't rely and bank on trying to get D'Angelo to make another album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love D'Angelo. Like D'Angelo probably out of his three albums, two of them are probably some of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't sit around and just hope that and just say that well, there ain't no good music unless D'Angelo come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there is a PJ Morton around and we need him. There's a um, Anthony Hamilton and we need mm-hmm. Anthony Hamilton and we need John Legend and we need um, uh, all of these guys really like that, that, make it in and I feel like I'm what people need. Yeah. In a in a lot of ways. Um we have to just do a job of of reclaiming the shit that we started. I agree. You know um cuz we do a great job of dominating other people's shit too. That's true. Tiger Woods dominated golf mm-hmm. for years. <laughs> for years. To this day, there's not a star as big as as Tiger Woods in golf. No, they tried to replace them, but they tried to, and there's some really good, good golfers out there, mm-hmm. but they'll never be the star that Tiger Woods is. No, Serena Williams has been dominating tennis. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and next, Venus, the next best uh, tennis player right now is black too. Yes. Naomi Osaka, so. Naomi Osaka, <laughs> uh, Sloane Stevens. Yeah, like we do a really good job of dominating what they do. But we also kind of got to get back to what what it is that that 
um, like a, a blues guy that I that I like a lot, um, that a lot of people don't know about is C.S. Armstrong mm-hmm. from Houston. A lot of people don't know he's from Houston, but he's he because he moved after high school, but um, he's out in L.A. right now. But when you hear his, it's blues. Yeah, and it's a very it's a it's a contrast of what I do a little bit because I'm more soul, and it's a little bit more it's a little bit smoother. But he's blues, and I like it. Um, Gary Clark, uh, Leon Bridges, like we need all of these guys, and but we need those pockets of of artists in every single genre. We don't just need it in rap. We don't just need it in in just traditional R and B. We need it in soul and rock and and blues and country and. You know, so we can again show people that we can do things other than than that, other than what they're trying to box us in and, and um, listen to. So, um, I love that little Nas X is is disrupt. What he's doing is disrupting. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knows that he's doing it because I think he's really young. But what he's doing is disrupting the country, um, the 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 country, the music space, space, yeah. yeah. The whole thing, because when a white boy is rapping on country music, they yeah, call that shit country music. They do, and it's happened. Like we've we've seen it mm-hmm. when they rapping about country shit. Um, Kid Rock, sorry ass, mm-hmm. running around here with Confederate <laughs> flags and doing like they call that country. Yeah, they're invited to the CMAs. Well, so now the black kid is. Mm-hmm. Well, he's gonna be, I think. And I don't even, I'm not even going to say that he is going to be a country music artist. Like, he's yeah. probably not. He's probably going to make tons of trap music for however long. This is just the one that that put him on the map. Yeah. And there's been country elements in hip-hop for a long time now. Yeah. UGK made country rap country tunes. Country rap tunes. You know, so. And, um, you know, a lot of that comes from, um, like, I think I think a lot of the country aspect of hip-hop comes from the outlaw aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. And... You know, being able like like Billy Ray said, he you know, when 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 country tried to push him out, um, a guy told him, uh, who so was Waylon Jennings? Waylon Jennings told yeah. him, um, that's a good thing. Basically. Yeah, that's a good thing. It makes you outlaw. Mm-hmm. You know, it means you're doing something right because everything don't have to look like like we ain't all gotta be wearing cowboy boots and. Um, a really bad pastel colored suit and playing a banjo. You ain't got to do all that. We, I mean, y'all accept Taylor Swift. Yeah. And uh, who else? Carrie Underwood. Carrie who Underwood started off in country, but yeah. has only made pop for the last. Doing this few pop years. country and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Y'all, y'all, ex- y'all do that. You know. So I'm glad that um a guy like Stevie Ray, I mean not Stevie Ray, um uh. Billy Ray Cyrus is Stevie Ray. Speaking of which, Harlem Heat getting uh, inducted into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Hall tonight. of Fame, we coming for you, nigga. Uh, <laughs> no, um, now I'm glad that a guy like Billy Ray can say, you know, hey man, I rock with what you're doing, and um, hopefully he doesn't like, you know, get into the appropriation bag yeah and start i, I kind of feel like this is the right way to do it honestly yeah, yeah because and people brought up like the contrast between how miley did it which is use a culture to just promote yourself 
Whereas Billy Ray, you know, who's basically retired now, mm-hmm. just came out and said, hey, I see you trying to do your thing. Let me help you uh, in, in impact your brand mm-hmm. instead of trying to take it for my benefit because he's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, I mean, shout out to Billy Ray, man. And, yeah. Um, I hope we see a lot more of that, um, a lot more people just reaching over and saying, yo, we, we respect what you're doing. I mean, and quite as it's kept, a lot of these folks can talk about country music and the elements of country music. You know who's been writing country music for a few years now? T-Pain. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of your favorite country music songs are written by T-Pain. I believe it. So, <laughs> so uh, take that, white people. <laughs> um, <laughs> T-Pain's a genius, man. I think T-Pain he's really genius, underrated. Man. Yeah, shout out to T-Pain, man. I, um, he's got an album coming, I think pretty soon yeah um he dropped one last year too i think um yeah shout out to t-pain bro he needs a podcast too because he is hilarious t-pain is hilarious <laughs> t-pain is hilarious he had a tv show though it oh, was really? um i forgot the name of it but it was um he was going around and like just trying people's different stuff like um new gadgets and okay um uh, there was a THC wine that that he drank. <laughs> um, oh, it was a ramen company. It was like a healthy ramen company that um, he was like, "How the hell you make healthy ramen?" It was this Asian guy that was um, making it. I think he was um, probably like in his twenties or something like that. But yeah, the, I forget the name of that show on that T Pain was on. But uh, shout out to T Pain. He's a personality. He should definitely yes. be on somebody's TV or radio or. Or a podcast or something like that, man. Yes. Um, shout out to him. So shout out to Lil Nas X, man. Um, <laughs> jam that Old Town Road yes. and the Old Town Road remix. <laughs> uh, it is a it is a jammer. Um, you will. Um, Gets you in that cowboy mood, man. It sucks that the rodeo is over now. Yeah, because <laughs> it would have been great to play there. It reminded me of that uh, that episode of. Martin, where Stan sold the uh, <laughs> sold the the station to yeah. a country music guy, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> can I get a wheel? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to shout out to Lil Nas X, man. Yes. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll keep seeing you, bro. Doing our thing. What else is next? What else we got up here? Uh, uh, well, you don't watch uh, college basketball, so we can't really talk about the Final Four. No, nah, the Final Four but... is uh, Auburn. Virginia, mm-hmm. you got Kentucky Someone here, huh? Someone from here, this area. Tech, oh uh, Tech, yeah, Tech, and um, and Kentucky, right? No, not Kentucky. Nah, Kentucky not lost? Kentucky. It was uh, you forget Michigan State. Michigan State, yeah, Michigan State. Um, if I were to guess, I'd probably go out on a limb and say that Michigan State's probably going to win this. Okay. Um, Texas Tech is like the, I guess the Cinderella this year. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they're pretty f- fairly high ranked. I want to say Auburn is kind of Cinderella at this point. So they're a yeah. little bit lower ranked, but yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So shout out to the Final Four, man. Y'all pay the players. <laughs> Trash ass. Man. Speaking of what's going on right now, Auburn up. Uh, actually, Auburn down seven to eight. But all they, all they started today. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what else? Uh. Oh yeah, I wanted to get your take on this. Uh, this happened before the Nipsey death, so it kind of. Fell off the radar, mm-hmm. but uh, is Omari Hardwick canceled for what he did to <laughs> Beyonce? 
<laughs> was that assault or was that just the awkward people? Kiss? Yeah. I think he was drunk, man. <laughs> I think he was drunk. I think he was. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. So why did you kiss her twice? <laughs> I think I maybe he Beyonce, tried to say, man. I think maybe he tried the double side yeah. or or what. It were. It's kind of like the um, the equivalent to um, to um, going for the fist bump and then mm-hmm. getting the handshake. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. It was just awkward. It was weird. It was very weird. Omari was on some, um, on some weirdness yeah. there. Her, um, he's his, a strange guy, honestly, man. No, he really is kind of a strange yeah. guy. He's I've seen interviews. Strange. He's nothing like Ghost. No, he's not. <laughs> and the uh, um, the poetry he does. He's mm-hmm. just kind of a he's just a weird guy, man. Yeah. He's a he's an eccentric <laughs> dude. So, um, hey, man, leave Queen B alone. <laughs> You gotta leave Queen B alone because you know Jay's not having it exactly, and she's not. Look, people she's not talk it like it. assault. Like Beyonce could buy and sell Omari Hardwick several yeah. times over. Yeah. If she was really offended, she could let him know. And he probably called later and was like, "Yo, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that." Yeah. Yeah. So. The double kiss, and then his his TV wife was just sitting there looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Terry was like, she's going to embarrass us like that ghost. Right, she's- <laughs> Tasha was like, you just going to embarrass us like that ghost. <laughs> Bad. Bad. Oh, that's why we're not funny. together now, because mm-hmm. you're out here tripping. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to Omari. Uh, I, I saw Shazam last night. Oh, you did? I did. Was it good? I liked it. Okay. I like Shazam. Um, it's one of the lesser um, known comics for me. Yeah. Um, I need to get more into the story of uh, because the name of that character is actually Captain Marvel as well. Yes, um, originally they changed it because of the Marvel Captain Marvel. Yeah, there was a four million dollar lawsuit. Yeah, in the thirties, uh, I think, or forties, something like that. Um, yeah, that's a um weird situation, but obviously there's a Captain Marvel out for Marvel. Um, I think that Captain Marvel was a really good movie as well. I saw that on yeah. opening week. Um, but I saw Shazam on opening week. It was very funny okay. to me. I thought I was I was entertained by it. Um, I'm not sure where DC is gonna go with these newer movies because they have gotten better, but there's no real tie within all of them. Um, obviously they're doing a they're doing a complete overhaul of DC right now. I think um, they're starting the whole universe over. They're getting a new Superman. Um, ben Affleck's no longer going to be Batman, yeah. so he's not going to do his movie anymore. Uh, Aquaman was a good start, I think. Um, Wonder Woman was also a dope mm-hmm. start. This Joker movie looks yeah, like it's going it to be intense. crazy. That looks intense. I, lo- I, love, I love Joker, so um, hopefully that's dope. Um, I think they're doing a Suicide Squad, too. Yes, they are. And Idris Elba is going to play uh, Will Smith's uh, role of, as Deadshot. Hmm. So, interesting. Idris is... It's always funny when I see guys go from Marvel movies to uh, to DC. <laughs> um, Because I just saw uh, 
Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. He's in Aquaman. He was an Aquaman, yeah. But he was uh, and he was a Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Yep. Then you know you got you had Ryan Reynolds go from DC to to Marvel mm-hmm. with Iron Man. I mean, uh, Green, uh, Green, Lantern Green Lantern and Deadpool. And Deadpool, yeah. Um, um, There's been a few that? people. Uh, not Batista, but I think he might be in a DC movie soon. Uh, I think there was somebody else, but I can't remember. But Idris Elba is the most recent one. I think that's just the guy from Shazam, uh, African guy, um, who's actually Shazam in the movie. Because um, for for people that don't know, Shazam is the name of the wizard. Yeah, and the superhero that takes on the powers of the wizard is Captain Marvel. Yeah, but they can't use the name Captain Marvel because. Mm-hmm. Marvel has a Captain Marvel, and they were sued over that for um, some years ago. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you get your in-game tickets yet? I got my in-game tickets. Okay. I'm going to see it uh, Saturday morning on the 27th. Okay. So when I see it, I'm probably gonna come here and we're gonna. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna oh, for sure, man. Yeah. You gotta on Friday, on Thursday and Friday night, you might have to do a little social media shutdown, man. Probably. Because <laughs> yeah. You know, there's gonna be some ass. Jamon Hansu. Okay. Um, the guy he used to be uh, married to, uh, Kimora. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kimora Lee Simmons, the uh, the guy from um, was it Amistad? Yeah, yeah I know you talking about yeah, now because yeah. that guy was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's yeah. where I saw him. At. Yeah, he was Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, he's in Shazam too. He's in Shazam. He's play. He plays the wizard Shazam. Okay. And um, keep us free. Yeah, he. That's always weird to watch. Then, um, but then you see, um, you see something interesting. He's in Captain Marvel. Oh, he's in Captain Marvel. I too? forgot about that. Yeah, Damn, he's really double dipping because he plays. He plays. Um, um, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was. Is he the same character? Karath. He plays oh, okay. Karath. Yeah. Mm. And um, but he, yeah. So he, he is currently alive. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen Shazam, but is he alive in he, DC and Marvel right now as a character? Okay, so he is technically dead in okay. Shazam. Okay. Once um, once uh, Billy takes the powers, he. Turns to dust. Okay. Semi spoiler alert, people. Too late now, but Yeah, that that's a um yeah. But he's in the he's in the uh the he's in the trailer, but you don't know yeah. that it's him because he's he's made up and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he's in Captain Marvel and Shazam. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Because Idris Elba technically died in the, in the movie. previous uh Avengers movie. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um and he was what was his name in uh in Thor? I forget the the gatekeeper nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gate, gatekeeper nigga. Um, yeah. So watching these guys go from Marvel to DC is always funny. It's a trip, man. It's definitely a trip they to think watch. They could fool us by putting them in makeup and shit. He's like, we see you, <laughs> we see you. The same accent, you know. I just, I'm, I, I just want to appreciate it if, uh, if uh, Robert Downey ends up. Yeah, I think he in DC like, somewhere. Think, like, yeah, that would be funny too, they, man. They probably gave him a non compete or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, they like nah, that you up. Better not do no DC <laughs> shit. What would what would what would Robert Downey play 
in a DC movie? He would be, he could be the new Batman. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be Iron hilarious. Man is basically already rich Batman in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if he without the karate shit. Yeah. So it would be funny <laughs> if they just made him Batman in DC. I saw a trailer to uh, the Rogue movie that's coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. I know they're making one. A Rogue? Like yeah. the, okay. Yeah. Um, what's it? Uh, Red Phoenix, I think is her name. Oh, yeah. are you talking about X-Men? Yes, the X Men. The X Men movie. Yeah, yeah Rogue for X Men. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, um, they have uh my guy from uh from Split, uh, playing Professor X. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, the guy. Yeah, you haven't seen those X Men movies? Yeah, the Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. Um, they got him in there, and um, because it's a it's an origin story, yeah. so it's like like the old, you know, it's the young Magneto and the young, mm-hmm. so they're doing a lot of that. There's a new X-Men coming out pretty soon, but it's going to be the last one because uh, Disney purchased a lot of the media stuff from, from Fox, yeah. Yeah. and uh, they're going to get back all their franchises. Uh, people who don't know, Marvel went bankrupt in the 90s, right? and they had to sell off all their film rights to their to, franchises to stay afloat. Yep, which then, is why we had so many bad Spider-Man movies, Yes, and Hellboy was trash, <laughs> and uh, and the Daredevil movie, remember the Daredevil yes, movie? Yes, that was awful. Garbage. Um, Terrible. Ghost another Rider. Uh, Ben Affleck, <laughs> he, was, was, he was Daredevil. <laughs> yes. No, uh, and, um, no, was he Daredevil, or was he, um, what was the other one? Um, he was Daredevil. Ben Affleck was Daredevil. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Cage was Nicholas Cage was Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Yes. Trash. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, uh, there was a bunch of bad. Then movies. you had Spawn. Well, yeah, Spawn wasn't Spawn. Marvel. Spawn's not Marvel. Yeah. Um, which they're making a new movie. I've I'm heard that Spawn. too. Yeah. Um, Jamie Foxx. I don't know about that, but we'll see. <laughs> another that that did. Um, he's Marvel. You know, Spawn is is a, a independent comic. Yeah. So. Um, but um, yeah, he's it's, a bunch of yeah. We there was a there was a lot of really bad up uh, that original Punisher movie was mm-hmm. trash. Um, uh, it was a lot of bad ones. So they started selling them off, and now Disney bought all the rights back. Yeah, um, Disney bought Marvel, and now did they're a huge mega billion dollar company, and they bought back the franchise, the film rights for their own franchises. So which is why you are seeing. All of the Marvel content, original content on Netflix, um, being canceled. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Luke Cage. R.I.P. That that second season was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. Oh my god! <laughs> I never seen so many people that could be that bad in a show. Oh man! When he dabbed. <laughs> That's why I didn't watch it on the first saw, episode or second, first or second episode when he dabbed when he <laughs> dabbed for the for YouTube when he when he did that what the what yeah, when I saw that I skipped the whole season I'm like I can't take that they ruined Luke Cage when they killed Cottonmouth yeah when they killed Marshall Ali in um in Daredevil it was terrible because. I just didn't believe Alfred Woodard. Yeah. And she's worse in season two. Oh, man. She's worse. Oh. Um, I did like the Rasta guy. Uh, I forget his name. I liked him. Um, He was the villain in, in Luke Cage season two. Yeah. Um, 
I like my guy that plays Ice as a um and um Peyton Fool, the father from Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love him. I love him as an actor. He's he's dope. Um But the show was just so bad. Yeah. It was it second season was bad. Yeah. Um Iron Fist was worse. Iron Fist sucked. Iron Fist was terrible. The second season was a little bit better, but that's still not saying much. Um, the uh, what's the collective of them all? Uh, Defenders. Defenders was it was mid. Uh, it was alright. Um, Daredevil for a minute was the best one of them all. Mm-hmm. But then that last season of Daredevil was boo boo. I didn't think the whole season was bad, but I didn't think it was nearly as good Most of it as. Was bad. Yeah, I like the first two I, seasons were okay. Yeah, third season was one eight, but I think they knew they were going to cancel. I think they rushed the ending, and that's what ruined it for me because yeah. everything wrapped up a little bit too neatly. Yeah, um, Bullseye was dope. I like the guy who played him in Daredevil season three. Yeah, Punish Punisher was. Okay. Did you see season two? I didn't watch it. I got through like the first ep- three episodes or so, and I was like, okay, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not with it. Um, good character, good portrayal uh, by yeah, the guy yeah, from the Walking guy, Dead. Yeah, but, played it, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's why you're seeing a lot of it because Disney, for those that don't know, Disney's creating their own um, streaming, app. streaming uh, subscription-based stream, streaming app. So yeah, you're definitely going to be paying $10 a month for yet another yeah, streaming app, right. which is fine with me. <laughs> um, you can have all my money. I'm good. Yeah. Um, they already confirmed they're going to have every Disney movie, like every animated feature, too, yeah. even the ones in the vault. So every Everything that's going to be... You know what I think they should leave off, though? What? Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. <laughs> they, I forgot there was a Lion King Simba's too. Pride was bamboozling. <laughs> and it went straight to, to, to a video. video. Yes. And I was a kid thinking that this mm-hmm. was going to be fire, and it was not. Yeah, it was not fire. It was it was uh, everything but fire. I never saw that, but I did see Aladdin too. There was a sequel to yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, I do remember Jafar's Aladdin too. Revenge being, or something that yeah, was trash. Jafar's, Robin Williams wasn't in it. Jafar, <laughs> Jafar don't never need a revenge, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Never needs revenge. So shout out to Disney, man. I think Disney is going to do some really cool stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know if they're going to do, because, uh, you know, Pixar is no longer a part of Disney. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm wondering if Pixar is going to have a stake in, like, how they, you know, putting their content on there as well. That's um, interesting. Um, I saw the trailer to <laughs> Secret Life of Pets 2. Okay. <laughs> Of course, Kevin Hart is, um, you know, doing his thing as a rabbit. Yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see Kevin Hart's uh, stand up on Netflix? The new one. I haven't seen it yet. He did no. a Netflix deal and Any put good? this one out. Wasn't his best work, man. Yeah. Not to me. It, it just wasn't. I didn't. Eh. It's rough for somebody like Kevin Hart. I feel because I don't know if he's at the point of success where he can just say, "Screw it, I'm gonna be me." Yeah. And his comedy might suffer because of that, because Dave Chappelle will get on and say whatever he wants. But see, I was talking about that with my dad, and I really think that this is Kevin Hart. I think that's just him. Yeah. Um. He's he's not a risk taker when yeah. it comes to subject matter. 
and I don't even think he thinks on not saying he's stupid, but mm-hmm. I don't think he thinks on that level of like nuanced, yeah, you know, politics or things like that. Like Dave Chappelle is just a different yeah. nigga, man. Like he's, <laughs> he's, um, and he will go all the way there. Yeah. He'll go all the way. That's what I admire about him and Chris Rock. Cause yeah. I feel like their goal is to, they can say something fucked up, but then they can explain why they said it and why they think that way. I don't yeah. think Kevin Hart can just like he's in trouble for just saying fucked up shit on Twitter. Yeah. With yeah. no joke or explanation behind it. Yeah. And then and then he yeah, and he doesn't really do a good job of like cleaning it up at all yeah. or, or like figuring out a way like like it just Yeah, I don't know, man. I, this <laughs> wasn't this wasn't his his best work. But um actually it's his to me it's his worst oh. stand up. Oh man. Um, definitely his worst stand-up. Damn. Um, was Cat Williams right? <laughs> Cat Williams most likely was not right. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's very seldom right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I wasn't his best work, man. Oh man. Was, you know, but definitely you guys, you know, don't listen to me. Yeah. Go go check it out. Support you know. black comedians. Yeah, it's, a, it's it. an hour long. Stream it. You like it, you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Turn it off, whatever. Um, I know that I won't necessarily be like trying to stretch to watch it again. Yeah. It just wasn't wasn't my thing. Um what else going on these days? Uh sh- with the Nipsey thing, man, that was really just the biggest thing of these last few weeks, honestly. Yeah. There's really not a whole lot. The MVP race, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but uh um the the Harden and Gian- 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 Giannis, Giannis debate. Yeah. <laughs> debate is heating up. I- I'm starting to think Giannis Did you know Giannis is- had a brother in the league? No, I didn't. He's got a little brother that plays in the league. I think he plays for the Mavericks. Oh, I remember seeing another Anton Kumpo. And he and he looks exactly like Giannis. Really? He just looks like a young young version of him. <laughs> it sounds like uh, Paul Pogba, uh, the soccer player who has a brother who looks just like him, like an identical twin almost. Yeah. But I don't think he plays for any club right now. His name is uh, – okay, first of all, there's five brothers. Oh, damn. There's Giannis. There's Costas. Costas is the one that's playing yeah. in the league. Um, yeah, he plays for the Mavericks. Um, there's um, Thanasis, Thanasis. Um, he plays overseas. Okay. Plays in Greece. Um, there's Alexis, and then there's Francis. Okay. Um. But yeah, that's two of them. It doesn't seem like I don't know if they're old enough to even. They probably. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all. They're all playing. Yeah, they're gonna be beasts. They're all playing. the starting five of the same brothers. That's crazy. Imagine being the guy that isn't good enough <laughs> to play ball, like the the one that only grew to be like five. Six. <laughs> Had to get a regular ass job and shit. He's an accountant somewhere in That's Greece with, during a financial collapse. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's the MVP race, man. Giannis is uh some people think he's a front runner. I like him. I think he's really good. I think they're probably going to give him the MVP this year. Yeah. Um, James Harden, though, man, is really balling out of control. Mm-hmm. 
Um, who did he hit 61 against last week? Uh, he had 60 against the Spurs a few weeks ago. I think he yes. put it up again against somebody else, but I can't remember. But he's just been on a tear yeah, really the whole year, but he really picked it up after the break too. Did you see Pop get kicked out of the game in the first minute of the game? Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. That – Greg Pop, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the NBA right now that's mm. hilarious. Like, um, there is like a war between referees and players right now that I yeah. think is kind of funny too. It's it's ridiculous. KD, um, I don't know what that was at the end of that game. <laughs> um, that no call, and then them. I mean, he did foul him at the end, but yeah. like they didn't get. He got molested the, the play mm. before. <laughs> um, who else got kicked? Um, you know, it's you know, it's funny when you can be Boogie Cousins and not be the one getting kicked out. Yes, that's <laughs> when you're the voice of reason almost. Yeah. Um, who who you got for rookie of the year? Uh, Trey Young or Luka Doncic? I think they're gonna give it to Luka. I didn't gonna give it to Luca, um, mainly because I think Trey kind of came on late, maybe, mm-hmm. and I could be wrong. He might have been doing this all season. Yeah, no, he care. did. He picked it up after the All Star break. I think Luca's kind of been. He's been more consistent. Yeah. Um, it depends though. If one of them were, if one team were, I don't know, making the playoffs, then I would lean more towards whoever was going to make the playoff. Yeah. But um, I think they're probably going to give it to Luka. Um, speaking of the Mavericks, this um, KP, Porzingis oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's weird. You're, I don't know, man. Like, I never want to be the person that is on the side of, like, not believing victims here. Yeah, this but story is very suspect. I just don't understand <laughs> why I tear my ACL and then go rape somebody. Yeah, like, <laughs> like <laughs> that day just eh, just don't seem. Yeah, and you know, I, apparently the NBA has been they've been aware of it mm-hmm. for some time now, and the Knicks were aware, and the Mavericks were aware. So, um, hopefully, you know, hopefully it's just not true and. And yeah. KP can kind of move on with his life. And if it's not true, though, that woman has to go do some time. Yeah, we got to we gotta start it, holding people some, accountable. I mean, some of the it, it, the story seems shaky right now, but you, you yeah, got to wait until a, the investigation. So yeah. it's a it's a weird story. So speaking um, of investigations on um, that type of nature, uh, Conor McGregor and Khabib yeah. and getting into it over Twitter. Yeah, he called his wife a towel. Yeah, because uh, uh, Khabib's wife, you know, he's a Muslim right. from uh, Russia. And her his wife, when she walks around, she's like covered and, you know, because mm. you can't see anything on her. Mm. He called his wife a towel. And then um, uh, Khabib tweeted a picture of Connor with, I guess, the girl who was alleging that she was raped in Ireland mm-hmm. last year at some point. And uh, he said, you are a rapist. Then uh, Dana White had to come in and make a statement. He said that uh, the the battle between them on social media has reached unacceptable levels, and they have both been spoken to, and they're both going to have to dial it back a bit. But, yeah, that next fight's going to be hype. 
Somebody might die in a ring. Khabib's <laughs> going to choke the shit out of him. Yeah. Khabib was definitely going to choke the shit out of Connor again. Connor couldn't do nothing with him. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand why he's doing. I mean, I guess, I mean, I, you, you want to promote and you want to promote fights and you want to do the trash talk and all that kind of stuff. Well, but, according to him, he's retired right now. Yeah, well. So. <laughs> he should stay retired. Mm-hmm. But he did say he was going to see you guys back in the octagon, whatever that means. <laughs> see you guys back in the octagon. <laughs> McGregor. Connor's on that. He's on some other oh, shit, man. No, he really is. Um, I saw that um, a fight is being made, and I can't. Oh, um, oh, you know Alexander Usyk. You ever heard of him? Alexander Usyk. Usyk. Is that a boxer? Yeah. Nah. Ukrainian, I think. Um. Cruiserweight champion, undisputed cruiserweight champion right now. Okay. I think he's undisputed. He's got like four belts, I think. Um, making his move up to um, heavyweight. Okay. He's going to fight Takam. Um, I forget his first name. Takam. Powder. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like what you did there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that should be interesting. He's moving up into the heavyweight ranks. He's going to fight a, a guy who lost to both Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Okay. Um, yeah, big things coming from there. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, I think what is it? John Jones got a fight coming up. Yeah, actually, pretty soon. I want to say like next week. Yeah, and he's got a um, he's got a heavy. He got Stipe. He's trying to get Stipe next July. I mean, this July or June or whatever. Yeah. So that should be good. Do you think him and uh him and uh DC are gonna make it a trilogy before DC retires? DC don't want that smoke, man. Oh yeah, we talked about this last time. I think yeah. he does. I don't think he wants that smoke, <laughs> man. I don't think DC wants that smoke. Yeah. Who do you think uh who you think Zion signs to? Uh who gets the number one pick right now? So No. Shoe shoe company. Oh, shoe company. Mm, Nike was the one whose shoe exploded, right? Yes. Uh, hmm. He's been seen in an Adidas tracksuit at times. That's possible, but I don't know, man. Whoever comes to the, he might he might pull a Steph Curry, and want to bring Reebok back. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, we don't we don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure. I don't know where his head's at right now. I don't know. It, I guess it will depend on who offers the most I think money. he'll sign with Nike. Yeah. And I think he'll go over $100 million. It's likely. I, I think he'll do it because um, Nike is a brand that he's always worn. And um, they, you know, Nike's the standard man yeah and um you know yeah you can you can there's something to be said about going and to another company and creating your own legacy there and you know maybe not being doing exactly what kd and lebron and michael and kobe and all these people did but i just like nike basketball shoes yeah adidas basketball shoes for the most part are pretty shitty the Harden two is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Dame shoe is cool. I like Dame shoe. 
what the crazy explosive the adidas crazy explosive yeah um i just just i don't like it i don't like the adidas basketball shoes i think they they're good they make cool running shoes i think they do a good job of that but and then under armor is just i'm not wearing no under armor shoes yeah I have one pair of Under Armour shoes, and they're Cam Newtons. And I actually like those. I, see, I like the, uh, the, the Cams. You're letting social media I like cloud your judgment, man. No, I like they're the prior C1 solid shoe. Get them Curry orthopedic shoes, man. They probably feel great. Oh, no. <laughs> the one that he put out, that they came out with last year, was it last year? Mm-hmm. It was a hot time one that was pretty dope that they did. The Currys? Um, yeah. Okay. There was one that was that didn't look so geriatric. See. But um Yeah, man. I think Nike's just a really good really good at they had the best designers. They I got, agree. Um Puma's also a, a card that they could throw in there. I don't mm-hmm. know if they they willing to spend the money that he's probably wanting. And Jay gonna get in that discussion, make some moves. And he hasn't he hasn't hired an agent yet, huh? <laughs> I don't think so. If he hires if he hires Rich Paul, he's going to Nike. I think. Yeah. If he hires Hove, he's probably either going to go to Nike or Puma. But if the other Carter in the house has anything to say about it, mm-hmm. he might go Adidas. Oh, speaking of which, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because uh, apparently uh, Beyonce had a meeting with Reebok, which is, to be clear, isn't a subsidiary of Adidas. Right. But she met with the Reebok branding people, um, and apparently she said something to the effect of, there's nobody here who represents what I look like or any type of diversity. So she left them, and she decided to sign a deal with uh, Adidas. Yes. And so the Is that clothing and shoes? I want to say it was a shoe deal, but mm-hmm. it could. I, seeing as it's Beyonce, I can't imagine her just selling a shoe. I just want to know what a Beyonce shoe is yeah, look like. Yeah, it's gonna be yellow and <laughs> the lemonades. You wearing the lemonade? Yeah, the lemonade twos. <laughs> the, the lemon drops. I don't know. Yeah, shout out to Beyonce, man. Get get your bag, man. Yes. There was people were talking about like, oh man, you know Jay Z with Puma with Puma and. And Beyonce signed with Adidas. That's messed up. I'm like, no, it's not. That's yeah. multiple strings of income. Exactly. She should go to Adidas. Jay should do the basketball thing mm-hmm. with Puma. Blue Ivy need to be on Nike. <laughs> Sir need to Sir and Rumi, the the twins, they need yeah. to be on Oshkosh. <laughs> so what? Like I take the whole game over, man. Take the whole game, man. Take the whole game, man. So shout out to Beyonce. Um, interested in seeing what what she's gonna do with that. Uh, um, with that line, maybe Ivy Park or something like that is probably yeah. gonna go over there. So I don't know, I don't know, but um, we'll see, man. Shout out to Beyonce. Yeah, I'm hearing um, she's doing a documentary on the on the Coachella performance. Okay. Um, which is what I think I'm hearing is uh the Netflix special that she might be doing pretty soon. Okay. Um, shout out to Beyonce, man. Beyonce yes. is every podcast is a shout out to Beyonce. A- absolutely. So. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What else you got going on? Uh, Shoot, I want to say, honestly, that's really about it, man. I think we covered everything big in the last few weeks, bro. Okay. All right. Uh, Oh, yeah, the uh, Alliance of American Football. I don't know if you ever watched that. Folded. Yeah, they are done. I think Made their players fly home on their own dime. Did they? Yeah. People were upset about that. 
That's just... And some players, most of the players, I believe, found out the league folded on Twitter. They didn't get any type of call or any type of meeting, nothing. It was just the playoffs were about to start. <laughs> That's bad. And they named the uh, top-ranked team the champion without a championship game being played. And the league is now defunct for all intents and purposes. That's so, bad, been that. Yeah. That's that ah, wow. They made them fly back on their yeah. own dime, man. I I don't know, man. I don't understand why. Well, I guess I kind of understand why these leagues are folding, but man, that that sucks, man. That sucks to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, and granted, like it it wasn't the upper echelon, the best pool of talent in football, but it could have grown to be something special, man. It could they have, did yeah. get some. Uh, you know, high talent coaches at yeah. one point from the NFL. I'm hearing and XFL former is, players. I think XFL is buying their assets. Well, some yeah, of the assets. They're gonna and, try to. Um, I'm uh, just assuming that maybe XFL knows something that we don't, and yeah. they're gonna last a little bit longer. But yeah, make all them boys stand for the anthem too. <laughs> Speaking of XFL, WrestleMania is Sunday. I don't know Sunday. if you ever cared about wrestling or watched it. But I love wrestling. I love wrestling. Well, used to love wrestling. Um, where are they at this year? New York. New I York. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's coming up. I don't. I haven't followed it lately. Yeah. I just saw that. Um, I saw uh, Triple H on Fox Sports the other day. Yeah. Um, talking to Chris and uh, Nick. So. Um, I'm the game. Yeah. This is the WWE. The game. The game. Yeah. Um, he's fighting. He's wrestling. He's Batista. wrestling. Uh, yes, Batista, Dave Batista. Wrestling Batista. Um, Batista came right when I was kind of like tuning out wrestling. Yeah, same here. Um, Brock Lesnar did too. Yeah, I think they came around the same time. Um, I was kind of tuning it out a little bit, but um. This year, I believe, I hear this, the first uh, female main event. Yes. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Charlotte Flair Charlotte is, is the Rick, daughter of Ric Flair. Rick Flair's and uh, Becky Lynch is like the female Stone Cold Steve Austin right now, basically. Okay. You know, right. she, and Ronda Rousey, everybody knows who she is. Ronda Rousey's such a bad actress. Yeah, she is bad. She's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> is she even a good wrestler? She is okay from what I've seen. She's, of course, athletic, and a lot of the times that's the biggest part of it. Uh, She does some convincing arm bars, but I haven't seen a whole lot of her matches. But I I haven't seen anybody complain and say she looks terrible in there. Her mic skills are... Yeah, she can't cut a promo to save her life. She kind of reminds me of a female uh, Ahmed Johnson. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if you remember him. Yes. Ahmed Johnson was an ex-Cowboys player, I believe, who was in uh, the WWF at the time, it was mm-hmm. called. And, uh, yeah, they tried to push him as a main eventer, but he was terrible. I believe he had a beef with Stone Cold at one point. He could not talk on the mic to save his life. He was awful, but he was big and black and strong and powerful. Ronda Rousey <laughs> is... Horrible man. <laughs> She's like not even like that stupid look mm-hmm. that she has on her face, that mean yeah. bully look that 
or looks like she's about to crack up smiling in a second. She looks so like she's, she's trying got to a hold fart, it. really. <laughs> she's bad, man. Um, oh, and a shout-out to Kofi Kingston because he's going to have a match with uh, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Okay. Uh, and he will likely win it, becoming the first black champion in a long time. Um, Probably since Booker T, huh? Probably since, well, I don't know. Here's the thing, the confusing thing about WWE. For a while, they had a split brand. So they had, like, the WCW WCW Championship and the WWE Championship. And now they have reunited it into the Universal Championship. So this is like the heavyweight championship from back in the day, like one main title. So... Technically, Kofi would be like the first one to have the one main title since The Rock, I guess. There are right. people who think The Rock is not black. That's the undisputed Yeah, but right. I think he counts. But he would be the first one since. Why would people think that The Rock, whose father is black as shit? <laughs> That's a whole other debate. The nigga's man. name is Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> and you're going to tell me he's not black. Yeah, that's a whole nother debate going on. Oh, People man. think he's more Samoan and he was promoted as Samoan, but I don't know. He was in the Nation of Domination, okay? <laughs> he was. He's definitely in the Nation of Domination. Yeah. And his name is Dwayne yes. Johnson. Anyway. Yeah, man. Um what did I just see that I forgot about? Um First of all, Paul Pierce. Oh yes. Uh Paul Pierce was arguing on um I guess ESPN's uh, basketball program mm-hmm. saying that he it was a had a better career than Dwayne Wade. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Paul Pierce in a way because he brings it on himself. He does, and that's the annoying thing. I think people just don't like him because of his personality. But I think he is a hundred percent one of the best players to have ever played. I, I wouldn't say he's, you think top, he's top fifty. I will put him top. Ugh. I would have to think about that pretty hard. Like, can we but name can we name fifty NBA players of all generations? He's not we're... top twenty at all. I know that. Much. I know he's not top twenty. He's not top thirty. I don't know if I can name fifty players better than him because it's hard when you get into the old eras. He's like number forty nine. <laughs> he, he might barely make it, but I think he's up there. Paul Pierce, man. <laughs> Paul Pierce. Yeah, he got to chill out. Paul Pierce's. I mean, he really doubled down. Like, you know, I, I'm starting to think that they just ask him those questions they because they know he's going to respond yes. that way. Because what was the other one when he said, Clay, oh, well, yeah, I, I'll take you. You got to give me the ball before you give Clay yes. the ball to, to take that shot. No, we don't. We don't have to. Clay he, might make that. Clay will make that, probably. He said he was LeBron's biggest rival as well. No, that's not true. Yeah. Can't give him that. Who would LeBron's biggest rival be, player wise? Because I'm thinking Kobe. You could say, well, Kobe and and LeBron never met in the finals, right? Um, Tim as, Duncan. I, Tim Duncan, possible. Actually, that's more likely. Actually, because they did lose in 2007. And then uh, they made it to the finals and lost again at one point. But then they went back and forth. So, yeah, KD. take Timmy. KD, no, they met, well. They met three times. Yeah, but KD with the Warriors, it's kind of dicey, man. <laughs> I mean, KD is also the best player on that team. That's true. So. K- okay, the, the, yeah, KD does have an argument, probably. 
He's got an argument. Um, I can't even really think of a direct rival. Yeah. Um, they build it. They build Carmelo to be that. Yeah. But Carmelo never could get past the first round. Yeah. Um, has he ever been past the first round? Yes. Uh, with the Nuggets, I know he won at least once. I know he wouldn't T Mac. Basically, he did make it past the first round, but he never made it to a conference final. He never made it to the finals, of course. So, yeah, but I know I'm 99 percent sure he's made it past the first round. Hmm. Um, Dang. Who else? Who else? Ain't a lot of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, it would it would have to be like the Spurs period. Like yeah. team. Paul Pierce is not his biggest rival. <laughs> Paul Pierce gets dominated yeah. by LeBron James. He gets booed in L.A. where he's from. Oh my God! <laughs> How do you get? Suck. You're from Inglewood, and yeah, you get booed, right? Man, he got stabbed, and people still don't have any pity for him. He got stabbed twelve times. That's that's crazy. You know, um, one of the shows I really like the um um. Players Tribune has a podcast with um, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson called the Knuckleheads. Yeah, it's very funny. I like that show. Um, they interview basketball players and they just talk the game and um, kind of road tripping like, mm-hmm. um, but just more basketball centric. So, um, shout out to them. Uh, yeah, man, Paul Pierce got it. Yeah, you need to chill out a little bit. Trash for that. Yeah. Um. It's, oh, that's what it was. Lonzo. Lonzo, in terms of him breaking up uh, with the, his uh, former, I believe it was his business partner. For no, he left his agent now too. Agent too. Okay. And um. Lavar. Still around. Yeah. Interviewing agents, asking them. He asked an agent if they had the power to make it to where all three of his sons play together. Yeah. First of all, Jello needs to join the workforce. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. He's, he's, he's not good. He's not very good. Um, Lamelo just, I don't know what the hell he's. I think Lamelo under the right tutelage can be on an NBA team. I don't know but if you'll be a starter. But you can never get the right tutelage if your dad yeah, is still hovering the problem. over you. So, that's the problem. And you could argue that Lonzo might have a jump shot by now if it wasn't his father taking control of all that. So That jump shot is ugly as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Lonzo would have ankles right now if, it, yes. if his dad didn't insist that they make their own shoe. Yeah, you're playing in flip-flops. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, I think that's it, dog. Yeah, I think that's it this week, man. I think we, um, had a had a good run at it. Yeah. Um, shout out to our guests who did not show, <laughs> Stephen Jackson. Um, man, I think uh, I think we had a good. I'm gonna get a guest, and I'm gonna try to get one early in the week, and then we're gonna try to get this done. Yeah. And make this make this shit popping. Oh, show dates. Um. April 13th, we are at the Foundation Room. It is 100% free. 
Oh. Ryan Rocket, you should bring your, the girlfriend you really like. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll leave the side at home for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to leave the side at the crib. Um, definitely come out. Uh, it's free. Must be 21 to get into the foundation room. Okay. Uh, no questions asked. You you need your ID. Um, all that good stuff. We're going to jam. We're going to be there a couple of hours. Going to do our thing. Um, enjoy that. Um couple of other oh Joe Button podcast I'll be doing a sleeper segment on the Joe Button podcast on February okay. I mean uh April 21st at the House of Blues so um if you don't already have your tickets it's too late it's sold out um May 18th we're going to be in New Orleans for the Nola Southern Art Fest uh, the tickets are on sale now um you can go to my website um thefreemanbrand.com forward slash tour and um see where you can get those tickets um, so Louis Armstrong Park is an outdoor show. Um, I'm actually headlining this particular festival, so that should be fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Other than that, I think I am done. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, Ryan Rocket. Yeah, no problem. We here, undisclosed location, overlooking the city. <laughs> it's going down. Looking at uh the big church over there. Oh yeah, Lakewood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good old Lakewood. Shout out to Lakewood. Um, Joel about to fly through with his helicopter any moment now. We don't need no niggas <laughs> <laughs> coming in our church. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Um, again, big rest in peace and um, much love to. Mr. Nipsey Hussle and to his family and um, um, to his loved ones. Um, I hope that this time is uh, um, this healing process is is as seamless as it could possibly be. Um, And um, we'll see you on the other side of it all. Like Nipsey Hussle say, we'll see you at the top, baby. All right, man, we out.